Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm joined tonight as usual by... Pierce. Hey, everybody. And... Oh, you just punched me. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to punch you, but uh, I did anyway. Because I'm uh, I'm full of food and my hands are heavier or something. <laughs> uh, and we're also joined by the man who's laughing, Dave. How you doing, Dave? Good. How's everybody doing out there? Probably less gassy than the three of us are. Most definitely. Uh, the three of us just came back from the Piccadilly Inn in Shemung, New Jersey, where on Wednesday nights, for I believe nine ninety nine, you can have all-you-can-eat wings. And when I say all-you-can-eat wings, I mean the best buffalo wings I have had anywhere. And I am a buffalo wing connoisseur, as they say. No one really says that, but I do anyway. No one says that. They are fantastic. And Pierce and Dave took me there for my birthday, because I just turned 26 the other day. So, Yay. thank you, guys. You I'll, I'll get that officially on tape. Thank you. <laughs> And we, right before I hit record, we're trying to go, oh, what are we going to record about this week? Uh, just something stream of consciousness. In fact, that's what I titled the, the file on my phone, except I misspelled consciousness. And that got us into a weird thing through a series of events where I mentioned Twin Peaks and David Lynch's character from Twin Peaks, whose name I can't remember. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. I apologize for what I did. What? Woo, you'll find out. Oh, okay, yes, the wings. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up with us. Thank God that this is not a... Uh, Smell-O-Vision podcast. Uh, <laughs> oh, that technology would not be good. But anyway, we were talking about uh, David Lynch's character from Twin Peaks, whose name I can't remember, but who yelled everything and was generally very amusing to me. And Pierce mentioned that he'd never seen Twin Peaks, or he'd watched... I watched the first episode, and I was like, I don't get it, and then I stopped, because I don't care. I was a latecomer to Twin Peaks. I didn't watch it until last summer, maybe the summer before that, it was on Netflix, I watched the whole thing. I've seen everything except for Fire Walk With Me, the prequel movie, and from what I've been told, I'm not really missing anything. I would watch it if it came on Netflix or something. But this gave me the idea, things we haven't gotten around to yet. Because there are many things out there that are classics or everybody's seen it that, you know, there's always that person in a group who hasn't seen Star Wars or you know, whatever it is, something like that. So what are the things that we haven't gotten around to seeing yet? And before we get into that question... Oh, you said seeing, because I was going to make a joke about how... Well, seeing, reading, listening to, whatever that media is that you just haven't experienced yet, you know, it is tougher for people our age, and even tougher for the people younger than us, because every week, five new movies come out, and 30 new albums come out, and... But granted, 25 of those are usually garbage. Right, but there's a hundred new episodes of television, and there's so every year that you go in further, there's more and more of a backlog. So not only can I not keep up with the things coming out week to week across all the media that I love, but getting back to watching all of the classics also is very difficult. I've seen a lot of classics. I've seen maybe more than the average person my age, but I still haven't seen, for instance, The Godfather yet. I've really? been meaning to. I've been meaning to for years, and I've never gotten around to seeing any of the three Godfather movies. I've never seen either version of Scarface. And there are many other things, but I don't want to just hog the microphone. So what are some things that everybody's seen that? How could you not have seen that, or listened to it, or read it, or whatever, but you just haven't? Well, I haven't seen the movie Serenity yet. 
You haven't seen Serenity? No, I, just seen Serenity. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not saying, it's just going to be a whole episode of, you haven't, what? It's going to be a whole episode of Dave's trolling you guys and just uh, saying, oh yeah, I haven't seen this movie. Wait, you haven't? What? Get off of this podcast. But there are things, classic things, that if you told somebody, oh, I've never seen that, or read it, or whatever. I know what it is, but I've just never actually gone the extra step and read it, watched it, listened to it, whatever. There's got to be some of those things, right? Oh yeah, there is. I haven't, I've also not seen The Godfather or any of them. Really? really? But but my really is more that you're you're partially Italian, right? Yeah. So, (laughs) it just seems to me like it'd be something that'd be a little bit more, not that I'm saying it accurately represents Italian (laughs) culture or Italian-American culture, but what I'm saying is... I don't think it does in the slightest, but yeah. Generally, if I I really get a strong reaction of, you've never seen The Godfather, it's from somebody who's at least part Italian. I've also never seen a single episode of The Sopranos. I've been... I haven't either. That's more of a money thing. I just haven't gotten around to, like, actually... You know, like, HBO seasons are expensive, so... So, trying to think of something that I haven't gotten around to. trying to think. What haven't I gotten around to? Well, I really haven't finished Game of Thrones yet. I was really big on the show. I haven't caught up on the show. Yeah, for once, I'm actually farther ahead than you are. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, you are. I fell so far behind, I was like, eh, whatever. I really don't care. Because that's the way I am with the majority of things and shows and stuff, where... If I fall behind, I care so little that I will never pick it back up ever again. Yeah, that's pretty much where I am with most of the shows, like Breaking Bad. Um, well, you never even started Breaking Bad, though. I watched the first episode or two. I, I made you watch the pilot. And I was all like, eh, whatever. And then I never really picked it up again. So, there's that. Meanwhile, your parents are both upstairs watching Breaking Bad. Yeah. And, and they and I just had like a ten-minute discussion about Breaking Bad, which is a show I absolutely adore. Uh, <laughs> You've never seen Breaking Bad either. No, I've seen. I'm into the second season. Of this oh, point. are you? Okay. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. What are you yeah. thinking of it so far? I think it's a great show. I love the show. It's. And are you? How long have you been? I mean, you said you're into season two now, but did you just start like a couple weeks ago, or have you been watching an episode every? I've been watching week or two? like a every a episode every once in a while whenever I get a chance when I get some free time. Because right, you have Netflix. Yeah, I have Netflix, so it picks up just where I left off. Right. Well, I can't imagine it would be anything your your wife would be particular. No, she actually really likes Breaking Bad. Does she really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She was actually one. Dude, she, dude your, your mom likes it. Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, but but it's like okay. So, so by that assumption, Katie and my mom are the same people. I tend to think of them as having somewhat similar tastes when it comes to entertainment. Really? Yeah, you kind of do. Yeah, I'm really confused by this, but okay, sure. And I know your mom better than you do. Apparently. Um, so maybe this doesn't sustain a whole episode, but we're still going to ramble along. What What are some movies you've been watching lately? Television shows, video games you've been playing, books you've been reading. Dwarves have been tossing. Dwarves have been to- <laughs> I've tossed many a dwarf, so definitely not. I got a book actually. Uh, I'll go ahead and say what I've been what I've been reading. It's called Mistborn. Uh, Mist or Miss? Mist. M I S T. Yes, like okay. you know, fog. It's actually written by the guy that but took a baby that gets lost in a swamp. Yes. No, it's actually by the guy that took over um, the Wheel of Time series from Robert Jordan. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed I know his name. And you whipped that out quick. Well, I I generally remember people who have the same name as me. Not that my name is Robert, but... um, Um, One of my cousins one time was like, you should read this because you have the same name as the guy. And I was like, I think it looks dumb, and I don't care that he has the same surname as I have first name. (laughs) That is a dumb reason to read something. Um, You should love David Lee Roth because your name's Dave. (laughs) But anyway, so basically, this guy, Brian Sanders, Sanderson, someone like that, it's actually right here, so I don't know why I don't grab it. Brandon Sanderson. Um, That's a big name. Yeah, probably. Uh, He gets actually a lot of flack uh, for, I guess, what he did with Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time, and people aren't happy about it. But this series is actually really good. It's... It's one of the most innovative magic things I've ever heard of in my entire life. Magic system. Where basically, if you ingest metal, and it sounds really weird, I know. 
but if you ingest metal... Um, Specific types of metal? Or? Yes. So okay. tin, copper, steel. Okay, but not like magical metal. Like no, no, no. Like regular metal. old, you pick up copper. Like so and cows are like the most powerful beings <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> no, no, they're second to goats. Oh, um, that's true, yeah. Basically, um, some people powers. are born with abilities that can do that. And you, there's eight different types of metal, and some people can burn one of them. And so, like, you'll either be able to do pewter or tin or whatever, each of these. Hopefully it's not lead. Hopefully, yeah, that'd be really bad. But no, and then some people are able to do all eight of them together. And they call Um, them airbenders. Pretty much. No, they're the Mistborn people. So I think it's a very innovative thing. I like very different systems. So I like figuring out, oh, how does this work? How does that work kind of thing? Uh, that's why I kind of like, that's one of the aspects of what I like in Star Wars is how the force works and how all the different aspects of that work. But So, so you were not upset by midichlorians? I mean, not really. One I mean, I wasn't quite honestly either. It does not bother me in the least. I was about to say, like, what is there really to be upset by? Like, what uh, what else would it be? I mean, other than just like a mystical force. But oh, that brings me up. You mean a mystical force that, that binds us and flows through us? Yes. <laughs> Dave, what were you saying? Speaking of midichlorians, I have not seen episode three. Really? Really. And that's my favorite of the prequels. Really? I like it better than Return of the Jedi, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have not gotten around to seeing episode three yet. I saw... Didn't I see two with you? I you saw, saw two with me, yes. Yeah, with not. John as well. Yeah. Um, he actually... Your church was doing like a midnight screening thing where they busted yeah, a bunch of kids party there. Thing. I wasn't there for that. Uh, I, well, I saw it twice. I saw it once with him and once with my parents. That movie is long and boring. Which and one, I saw it two? Two twice, two, yeah. Yeah. Two does suck. You get to learn about Boba Fett and Django Fett. <laughs> which Django, a lot of people get to be on the planet where it rains all the time. Which, which I found out that the cancelled game, uh, oh, Star Wars 1313, 13, 13 was supposed to be about Boba Fett uh, as a young Okay, player. first off, Boba. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Boba Fett. <laughs> whatever Boba Feet, you know um, yeah I mean that was rumored for a long time it was finally it was I guess officially like verified that yeah had it been made it would have been that yeah it would have been hit. it looked kind of like Mass Effect with Star Wars stuff yeah more or less yeah uh, maybe a little bit more actiony elements thrown in which would have been good because Mass Effect was slow at points well you only played the first one no, I put. I actually played more of the second one. That's another thing I didn't get around to is Mass Effect. I never finished. Oh, see, the the combat got better and better as that series I went along. Played any of the Mass Effects? Mass Effects are fantastic, dude. Also, if good. I didn't have them on Steam, I would give them to you. But I I, I would let you borrow the trilogy, except I have the first one as a digital only download. And the other two I have the disc for. Well, and he's on PS3. Xbox. So. Oh, that's right. PS3. You're on PS3 now. Did oh, they you know make, what? Did they ever make the first one for, P- for PS3? Was that like know. a recent release, I think? I don't know, but... They released the trilogy. Steam just did announce today uh, family sharing. So, Dave, do you want to be my family? Sure. <laughs> all right, now we can, can share, share with my PS3? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because if it works that way, PS3. get ready for all the games you could ever possibly Why would play. you think it would work that way? Because PS3 works off Steam. What? Yes. Since when? Since, like, two years ago when they paid gratuitous amounts of money and made Gaiman walk out and against everything he ever wanted to do, say, Steam will be on PS3. For, for PC games? What? PC games will run on Steam on PS3? I'm not sure about oh, that, games but... that you buy on Steam, you can download a Steam client onto PS3. And if there's a PS3, the PS3 version. Yeah. Okay, that... Okay, I knew about that. I thought you were yeah. saying you could play, like, PC-only games on there. It's like, oh, no, that no, doesn't no, make no, any sense. Because I'd love to play through Skyrim again. I'm about to say, you want Skyrim? Like, I have so many... You want to talk about things that we haven't finished? Like, go through my game library. It is... you buy all the cheap little games on Steam without any... Well, I wouldn't say they're little games. Well, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it goes on sale for $5. I'm like, how can I not do this thing? 
and, and Death Spank was five dollars. That was amazing. It was like, a lot of fun. I, I didn't find it super funny, but it was fun. I thought it was very fun. It's just not my style of humor. I don't know. My my thing with games is, or anything I buy, I think it's worth it if I get as many hours out of it as I paid for it. So, it's like dollars, like a dollar per hour. Yeah. Okay. So like, if I buy a game for five bucks and I play it for you know five hours and then I never pick it up again. It's a net positive. Exactly. It's not really a loss for me in any way. So, you know, even if I didn't get all the way through whatever the game is, so. Well, I finally um, got around to playing Blood Dragon, because Xbox actually has it on sale for $7.50 this week. I I think it's just this week, but, um, so by the time you hear this, it'll probably be long expired. But, so I was like, okay, I'm broke, but I can can swing $7.50. I'm going to play it. It's fun. Again... Not really my style of humor, it, although it's different than Death Spank, which Death Spank had like one out of ten things I'd say. I'd be like, okay, that was legitimately funny. And the others, I see why somebody might laugh at it, but it wasn't for me. Um, this is more just a, you know, I'm, I, despite being born in 87, I'm not an 80s kid. You know, I'm a 90s kid. And I find f- some of it funny, but a lot of it relies on, hey, don't you remember this from the 80s? I'm like, yeah, kind of. You know, I've, I've seen I Love the 80s on VH1, you know, at least some of the episodes. Even if it was a 90s game, like, I'm not saying because it's nostalgia from an era I don't remember so well. Like, even if it was a 90s game, I hated the 90s. So yeah. it wouldn't matter if it was a 90s nostalgia game. It's a fun game. Some of the jokes are quite funny. Some of the references I get, others I don't. And I don't think it... It's not like a... I'm trying to think of a good example. Something that relies too heavily on, hey, you remember the 80s, right? It's not like that. It's still a fun game. It, it just happens to reference the 80s a ton, yeah. You know. Well, especially, I mean, the opening is the whole VHS thing. We talked about this before, didn't we, when we... Yeah, all, because, all the cutscenes look like they're from Space Quest Four. Yeah. yeah. Well, which we, is not a nightmare. We in, cool. initially referenced this because, uh, and thank you for bringing this up, because this solves how I you know, I was going to do this, but Chaney shout out. Hi, Chaney. Because <laughs> um, Chaney got you, Blood Dragon. Right? Yeah, got me the entire uh, Far Cry 3, or the Far Cry bundle with all the Far Cry games for my birthday. Um, randomly, so thank you again for that. Uh, oh yeah, because it was the last movie, the Netflix seven. episode, Series 7, where I sat there the entire time thinking, this is stupid, I want to play Blood Dragon, this is stupid, I want to play Blood Dragon. <laughs> and so yes, okay. I, I was like, I know we talked about this before, but what was it? But yeah, that was that, was that whole. And I haven't played it yet because it has not arrived yet, but my sister's chipped in to buy Saint the Third, the, the full package or the complete package, whatever it's called, for me for my birthday. So that's on its way, but I haven't gotten a chance to play it. I played the first two. In total. Now, that's, now, I haven't played the first two. Three is I let one you borrow one. them. Yes, you did, and then, then I never it, played them. And then you sold your Xbox, yes. so... Um, yes, I did, because and then I upgraded to the... Uh... Did you ever give me them back? Yes, I did. Okay. No, no, I don't doubt you, I just Xbox. don't remember. Yes, I was all like, Jordan will never remember but, but that, this. That, that brings me to an interesting thing, because you say, you mentioned like how few games you've actually finished, yes. right? What do you consider finishing a game? Do you consider it, you know, thousand pointing a la Xbox, or do you, or, or do you consider it just getting through the main story at least once? Because uh, from the point of view of thousand pointing it, I've only thousand pointed out two games. I thousand pointed Bioshock Infinite, which now it has DLC that I haven't fully finished all the um, achievements yet, and I thousand pointed Bully, which was on sale for like three seventy four last week, and that game was. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah, because Xbox contr- is money now as opposed to points. So the, yeah, the, the controls are kind of dated, and the character animations are pretty bad because it's an old PS2 game. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun, well-written. Again, not all the jokes connect, but the ones that did I thought were quite well-handled. And I like how it kind of pastiched the whole um, high school thing and, and prep school type, yeah. type deal. Um, but so by the thought of Thousand pointing a game to complete it, I've only done a couple. 
But um, I've played through... I generally play through the complete story of any game I play. There's very few games that I've started and not finished, like Dead Space is one. Um, but usually I will push through to at least get through the story if I like the game at all. Yeah. Um, at Word, these are even some games like... Um, uh, what was the one that you and Russ and Dave were all playing? The medieval one? Um, Kingdoms of Avalon. K- Kingdoms of Avalon. Which actually I was about to reference. That was one I got through all the way to the end, despite the fact that the story was stupid. and I, I loved that all. story. But the gameplay was a lot of fun, so I was exactly. like, I'll continue to do this. And even played through past the end of the story and just like played around until I was so, out, until I was so over-leveled that I wasn't even having fun anymore because it was just killing it, yeah. everything. Um, but I'm the same way with movies, too. Like, there's... I could probably count on one hand the number of movies I've started watching, and by that I would count movies that, like, I went, I'm going to watch this, not, like, a movie that I was in the room for and somebody else turned on, I was like, I don't want to watch this. But if I start a movie, I can probably count on one hand the number of movies I have not watched through to the end. Oh, see, I do that all the time. Uh, Cars, Madagascar, a so couple All others. cartoons. Okay. Now, a TV show is different. Like, a TV show, I will give a couple episodes, and if I'm not into it, and if I haven't heard anybody go like, oh, but dude, if you get to episode six... If you hold out for you a know, while, like, yeah. see, I know season one's kind of rough, but you get to season two, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll give it a chance. As long as there's something I can grab onto in that first season. But generally, I if I start something, I finish it. Yeah. See, I'm I'm definitely not that way. Uh, I'll love college. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I forgot to go ahead. And I finished college so much, I got a second degree. <laughs> Basically... <Burr. laughs> oh, I needed to make up for Pierce. So now, yeah, exactly. just two degrees. So me. you just give me one of yours, and then we're good. Um, yeah, you can have the bachelor's, I guess. I'm not really using I'm that. I'm fine with that. Um, basically, um... Oh, you so can have my minor in urban planning that I never finished. Did you? What? You had a minor in urban planning? Was it urban planning or urban, urban studies, maybe? But it was like, it was, it was a subset of, of political science that was... Um, basically the study of cities and how, like, the whole economy, ecology, all of that fits together and works. Okay, interesting. I, I didn't really take it because I was like, oh, this would be interesting, I got it because I like the professor, and if I got that minor, he could be my advisor, mm-hmm. and then I could work more with him, and that was fine. That's um, good. It worked out. I just never finished the minor. Yeah. All right, so... What about you, Dave? Are you, do you finish uh, stuff or do you not finish stuff? I don't finish things. If I get, I'll play a game. <laughs> you never even finished Skyrim, right? No, I finished. Oh no, I finished Skyrim. I finished all the DLC for Skyrim as well. Oh, that's right. Okay, you did. Was it Fallout that you didn't? No, I finished Fallout too. Really? I feel like there was some game that you would let me borrow that you were like, yeah, I didn't finish it. But no, there wasn't anything I lent you that I didn't finish. I lent you Skyrim, and then by the time you were done playing the original storyline, all the DLC had come out for it. Okay. But yeah, now there's definitely quite a few games that I'll play for a little bit and then I'll get sick of and then trade in. Dragon's Dogma being one of them? Dragon's Dogma being one of them. Far Cry 3 being another one of them. And, and we were talking about this a little bit at our all-you-can-eat buffalo wing dinner. What was it you didn't like about Far Cry 3? It was you didn't like having to like travel back and forth to find little random things you could finally upgrade your guy and stuff? I don't know. The game's beautiful and the interaction between the characters is great in that game. It just... A lot of the things in the game itself seem very, very tedious. And that's very strange coming from somebody that loves open-world games like I do. But just some of the aspects of it seem very tedious. Like having to travel all the way across the map to get something that you need for a mission that you're about to do next is... I don't know, it's... And they seem to have... Granted, I haven't played the, the, the full Far Cry 3, but they seem to have stripped most of that away in Blood Dragon. Am I right in that, Pierce? Because you play both. Right? Well, yeah, well, Blood Dragon isn't a sandbox. Blood Dragon... Uh, it is. You can run around looking for vid- for VCR, or for VC- VC- 
VHS tapes. I can't even think what it is. <laughs> it's been a long time, folks. Uh, VHS tapes and the Doctor's Lab notes and televisions. Yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that, but and... there really isn't side storylines, though. No, there's barely a main storyline. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, and, and so that's what I mean. Like, yeah, okay, it's open world as in, like, you can physically walk around the world, but it's not in that there are side storylines. That's true. I mean, and it was only like a cheap deal. It was like 15 bucks originally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't intending to be more than that. It was just built on the engine as a fun, hey, wouldn't this be cool? Oh, yeah, exactly. And it is. Oh, yeah, and I don't, you know, I'm not expecting it anymore. But, um, uh, harking back real quick, I want to rewind to, we mentioned Kingdoms of Amalur, which is actually, I don't usually like open world games, uh, you know, like we were just talking about. I fell in love with Kingdoms of Amalur, I think a large portion because of the combat system. But combat system was amazing. That was the only thing that kept me playing that game. Yeah. And for anybody who's never played it, um, it's a it's an RPG. It's an open world RPG with fantasy dragons and stuff elements. All the kind of stuff I'm not generally into. In terms of, I, I like RPGs, but in terms of like the dragons and fantasy and, and goblins and orcs and stuff, not really my bag. But whoever or whatever team, I don't know if it was one guy or. One person, or multiple people. Exist but who? No, no. But I mean, whoever specifically worked on the Rumble system that deserves that. awards because it was amazing. Like you'd have a weapon that was kind of like Xena's uh, yeah. bladed uh, circle frisbee thing that she would throw, and you would have two of them, and your control would be moving in like an infinity pattern, and. It was just really cool. Every weapon felt different through the rumble, and it was actively fun to play because of that. So literally, I only played because the combat was so fun, in a large part because of the rumble system, which is something I normally have turned off in games. But in this one, I was like, you know, just to save battery. But in this one, I was like, this is really neat. It it worked well. Uh, It really did. But I actually found a game similar to it um, that I'm actually really into right now. Um, Darksiders 2, actually, interestingly enough. Because I couldn't stand the first Darksiders. For anyone who doesn't know the series, it's basically the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And war is being blamed for killing all of humanity. And allowing demons on Earth and everything. And he's all like, I didn't do it. And so the first game... Wasn't me. Yeah, wasn't me. I don't know who did it. Uh, but the first game, basically, you play as war, trying to, you know, clear your name. Well, the second game actually happens at the same time as the first one, and it's death trying to help out war. And so you play as death, and the combat is a lot like Kingdoms of Amalur. I think I, acted, I, think I was looking for that game, and I got that confused with Dark Souls and Demon Souls, and I think I wanted Darksiders. I thought Darksiders was the one that was really difficult. I was going to break my controller for playing it. And for some reason, I, th- I thought Demon's Souls was the, other, was the easier one. And I, unfortunately, got Demon's Souls. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. Uh, Darksiders is, is pretty much... Some people call it the best Zelda game that's ever existed. Upcoming game that I will not finish. <laughs> Demon's Souls. Well, but yeah. th- that, that brings <laughs> me to an interesting side question. Why? Let's, let's limit it to the games. Because that's where you can really get into the minutia of this. Like, a movie, you stop watching a movie because it doesn't interest you, pretty much, right? Or you're offended by something in it, or whatever. But a video game, there are a bunch of different reasons why you might not finish it. It might be too difficult, you might not like the story, but you like the gameplay. Or you might not like the gameplay, but you do like the story. It might be good gameplay, good story, but it's buggy, and you're just like, oh, I can't take this anymore. There are a bunch of different reasons why you might not finish a game, 
So what is the one for you, Dave, as the guy who, who started with the I don't finish thing? Well, I guess both of <laughs> you did, but what is it mo- more likely for you? Story, gameplay, bugs? For me, it's gameplay most of the time. Like I'm big on stories in the games, but if this, if this even if the game has a great story and the gameplay isn't something I can get into, um, I usually stop playing the game. I really liked Dragon's Dogma. The game plan that's a, quite similar to the gameplay on Demon Souls, where you have specific save points and you can do X, Y, and Z and get really, really far. But if you don't get back to your save point, you lose all the stuff you've done. And that's one of the biggest things that bothers me because I'll grind out like five or six hours into a game and not come across another save point and then lose everything I worked for in the game. That would tick me off too. I'm I'm definitely a save point abuser. If there, if I have the option to quick save, I'm doing yeah. it every thirty seconds. Did I save? I don't think I saved. I should save. Okay. <laughs> nope, nope, I didn't save. Like in Mass Effect there's what, like probably thirty save slots save slots per person. I use every single one. Oh, so you do it that way. I just okay. Yeah, I always just override my own over and over. Well, I mean, I, I will eventually overwrite them, but I like to make sure that, like, okay, if I get four hours further from here and find out that I screwed something up because... That by killing that person. By killing that, that person thing, yeah. where I missed the one chance I had to get X object or whatever, right. I'm going to go back. Um, and it's also good for a game like Ma- uh, Mass Effect where you've been playing it for a long time and they release DLC afterwards because... Um, it lets you go back. To be as, as non-spoiler as possible for all the DLC for Mass Effect 3 there's a mission before you assault the Cerberus space. Or, I'm, sh- I'm sorry, there's the, a mission where you assault the Cerberus space. If you want to do any of the DLC, you need to start from a save before that. Okay. So you want a save that's, like, right before it, so you still have all of your equipment, but you can't choose one after that because you'll be locked out of a lot of it for story reasons because you might be not able to go to X-Planet because X-Planet has been destroyed or whatever, or just it's unavailable for other reasons because you're on the run or something. Yeah. So I would definitely abuse it there. Uh, a game I just didn't stick through because I wasn't into the story, didn't enjoy the gameplay. I thought it was gorgeous, but Battlefield 3. I, th- I think that I borrow that from you, Dave, or Pierce? I think uh, you borrowed it from me. Yeah, yeah. I never And I got, like, three hours in was like, I am not having any fun playing this. This is tedious. It's gorgeous. I don't care about the story. I just keep dying and having to respawn. Uh, you know, I'm not the greatest of first-person shooters, but this just seemed ridiculous. I like, never had played through the through the story at the, on that game at all. I bought it specifically for multiplayer, which is I think for like a COD or, or a Battlefield. That's yeah, the majority of people who buy it. You know, right? Can I say you know all the le- reasons listed? That's actually not none of those are why I don't finish games. I can't remember if I've mentioned before about the four types of gamers and the the gaming test. I don't um, think so. So when I was living in Seattle, all my friends were developers, and they went to this university called DigiPen University, and it's a um, game and graphic design school. And one of the first things they have you do in the school is take a test where basically there's four types of gamers. There's killer, achiever, explorer, and social. Uh, Social is not like what we think of now as social gaming, where, you know, oh, on your phone kind of thing. It's like interactive. Like, a, um, like an MMO? Anything that involves other people, yeah. Actual real people or interacting with characters? Uh, it, actual real people. Okay. And, the, you know, I, since I was hanging out with them, they had me take the test, and I was off-the-charge social gamer. Even if I love a game or a type of game, like fighting games. Like, my fight stick up there, I love that thing, I love the feel of it, I love fighting games. I haven't touched it in forever because I don't have any friends that play it. Right. And so I actively hate those games. I know. <laughs> and, and like for a long time ago, I got Ross into them, but you know that that, that changed. But anyway, point being, um, you know, if I really, even if I really like a game, 
even a game that has like a story, this, that, the other thing, I will fall by the, I, it will fall by the wayside for me because, um, what's it called? Um, You're a social gamer? Yeah, because I don't have anyone to play with. Now, sometimes it doesn't hold true, like how much you had to nag me to finish Bioshock. <laughs> um, or, like, I really want to play Borderlands 2, but I don't have anyone to play it with. Um, what system do you even? Have? Oh, because you're on PC. I was like, I have it on. I have it, but I have it for Xbox. I'm about to say, yeah, we're staring at my tower right now. Yeah, like, um, you know, it's sitting. It, the icon sitting on my desktop to remind me every time I look at my. Screen. I have your copy of. Yes, you actually I do. Bought yeah, it from yeah. You, yeah. Um. So you know, it's like I want to play that game, but I have no one to play it with, so I'm just probably never going to get around to it. So that's that's my. And see, for me, I'm the exact opposite, in that I actively dislike playing with real people. Because they're unpredictable. In a game system, you know, you can... You know, it's not that you can always predict what something's going to happen, but something's going to happen more or less the same way every time. If you screw it up, you go back, you approach it differently, you yeah. improve. But in a multiplayer situation, A, you have to deal with just people with microphones shouting racial epithets and things and like things mother, mother yep. which I don't enjoy at all. But also, I, I play... Generally, I play a game for a story. Almost exclusively, I'm there for the story, finding out what happens. Oh, next. I agree. Yeah, and to me, you know, anything with real people is the in a game situation is the antithesis of that, and it's getting better than the other people. I don't care about being better than you at, you know, a multiplayer game or better than Dave at a multiplayer game. I want to get through the story, and I want to be my personal best. But I want to I want to experience the story and the game, and I don't care about how anyone else is doing with it too much. I mean, I do like things like uh, Bioshock Infinite's Clash in the Clouds DLC. It did have leaderboards, and I was very happy that for a very short period of time, I was number three on the overall worldwide Xbox leaderboards. That was cool. Yeah. But I haven't gone back and played in a couple weeks. I've been playing other games, and it's not like, oh, people are, are going to be overtaking me in the score. I'm sure I'm way down in the hundreds of thousands now. Yeah. I don't care. You know, it was fun, and I'll go back and play it to finish out the achievements I don't have, probably when um, the next uh, DLC, which looks awesome, comes out. Yeah. But... You know, I, I don't care about the other stuff. Like, wow, I, I checked it out. World of Warcraft, for anybody who doesn't know. I checked it out. With who wouldn't a, know? Lots of people don't know. But I checked it out. I played for the first, I think, 20 levels were free with a yeah. friend code or something back when I did it. And I lo- I got fully to the top of the 20 levels. And I was like, yeah, I don't like this. This yeah. is just, you know, the story I don't care about, A. But B, I don't like having to wait for, oh, this raid boss doesn't respawn for another six hours. And then you're going to need 20 people that you can work with. No, I'd rather just do it myself, you know, yeah. um, and die a bunch of times, or, you know, that kind of thing. I, I don't play multiplayer shooters, really. Well, see, I, I mean, TF2 like, is the exception. I played a lot oh, of Team yeah. Fortress 2. We, we, we all have. Like, I don't play those. And Borderlands 2 is fun, too, because that you're working with people. Yeah, that's a little different. That's a different creature entirely. Actually, But still, you know, you're working with people, but the enemies get tougher because there's more of you there, and if the other people you're playing with are terrible then you're shouldering more of the burden, and it just becomes annoying. Oh, absolutely. But I played through the whole thing mul- multiple times because the story's great in Borderlands 2. It's really fun. It is a lot of fun. And Butt Stallion. I love that. <laughs> Butt Stallion! I saw, I saw someone actually make that as a physical toy. Yeah, it's, you, it's a diamond pony. Yes. Named after you. Butt Stallion. <laughs> but anyway. Did you play Borderlands 2, Dave? A little bit. I never actually bought the game. I think I played your copy as well. Okay. I also never played WoW either. It's another thing I've never done. <laughs> I heart, I was back in the days of vanilla, so I've been playing. Well, I can't say been playing. I stopped playing a while ago. But you you've know, got a lot of hours under your belt. I unfortunately have a lot of hours under my belt. I'm ashamed to say a lot of hours under your belt and a lot of money not in your wallet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's very true. But the, the way the way but I, on you on your time versus money analysis, I'm sure you've got more 
time and enjoyment out of it than you spent in what it was fifteen bucks a month or something. Oh yeah, well that's that's always how I people would be like, well I don't want to pay fifteen dollars a month. Well I'm like, people that play WoW play WoW. Like, they don't play a lot of other games. They're playing it, like, four or five hours a day. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that was never me by any stretch. But, like, even, you know, in our group of friends, that, that was the way it was with the people that played WoW. And so, let's say you're just an average gamer. You know, every couple months you're going to drop $60 on a new game, right? WoW players, you're not going to buy another video game, but you're going to spend that over, you know... The next game you buy will be the next expansion. Exactly. You know? But, I mean, that's that $15 a month is going to add up to that $60. You know, the average non-WoW player is going to you know, pay for a game. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I'm not criticizing people who oh, play. Oh, yeah. It's just not for me. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I def- definitely understand that one. So, uh, it wasn't for me for a while either. But that was another one where I'm like, I can get into this, but I just need people to play it. So, and that's why I would always be switching servers and making new characters is because my one friend would stop playing so my other friend would be like, oh, play on this server over here and, you know, I'd be jumping around so much. So, so for you, it's primarily gameplay that you don't finish a game. Yeah, for me, it's mostly for. always gameplay. Like, I'm playing through Fallout New Vegas right now, a game that everybody I know has just hated on relentlessly because it's There's very been, buggy. It's, it's very, from what I understand, I've never played it, but yeah, it's just supposed to be bugged out the wazoo, although it may be fixed now, I don't know. Yes. Um, although I do know Bethesda games on PS3, very problematic. Has to do with their save file system and stuff. A little bit beyond my understanding. But bugs aside, I love the Fallout series. I love the storyline. I even love the storyline in New Vegas. Yeah, the storylines are a lot of fun. So I'm going to play through it to completion because I, I'm a sucker for like the post-apocalyptic storylines to begin with, and I just love the mechanics. And they have a really too. cool post-apocalyptic, where it's not only post-apocalyptic, but alternate history. Yeah. Which is really kind of neat, and that whole 50s aesthetic. Same reason I like, like a Bioshock. Mm-hmm. Um, I, love, I love that kind of film noir, which I know is more 40s, but Art Deco, all that kind yeah. of stuff. It looks really cool when used well. Yeah. Libertarian Dreamland. What? <laughs> well, Nightmare Land by, by yeah. the time you're playing there. Um, although not, not, not in the for soon, DLC. Yeah, because yeah, that'll be uh, pre-fall, which will be very neat. I'm trying to think of other games I haven't finished and why. I mean, for me, I was about to say, do you want me to pull up my Steam library and go not to really. there? It's all about the story for me. But if the gameplay is fun enough, I will just mute the story, listen to podcasts, yeah. and keep playing. Oh, I should say games that I have 100%. I never got to that. I am a... Because I'm looking at my screen, I'm like, oh, there's a couple of them up there. That, not that I have 100%, but um, there's two types of games that I really adore. Uh, one being... Fighting games. Oh, true, fighting games. So, so three uh, types fighting, of games. Three types of games I really adore. Uh, three sets. Three. Three. But actually, you know, fighting games actually kind of falls into it. I like 2D games, so platformers, and I'll, I'll include fighting games in that. I can deal with 2D platformers. 3D platformers make me want to tear my hair out. So what would you say is a 3D platformer? Like a Devil May Cry or something like that. Yeah. Okay, because that's actually my other category of game that I really like. You like chaining combos. Exactly, and, and that's why I like Kingdoms of Amalur, because it was a lot precision of Precision-based. Yeah, anything that involves, yes. Which yeah. I really don't, because yeah. I'm very bad at uh, And there's, oh, there's... I'm you saw me I'm play good. Batman oh. Arkham City, you know how bad I am. Although I was getting pretty good by the end. And the times that you had to hand me the controller to do the fight scene. But I kept playing because I really liked the story. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But so there's one game that I have I have had to give give up on. Um, it's called Dating Rogue. Simulators. Dating. I am awful. No. Um, <laughs> Does she want the chocolate or the flowers? I don't know. I don't understand. Why am I in this high school? You should know right now. <laughs> but anyway, so no, it's this game called Rogue Legacy, 
and oh my word, will it ever kick your butt? I've heard of this. What is so basically? All right. So the so the type of games that I've hundred percent is Castlevania, like and uh, the Metroid games. So like Metroid Fusion for the GBA. I have hundred percent of those. I love them. I've explored the whole castle, jumped all over the place, done all this stuff. And in theory, I would like them because I like the like Assassin's Creed and Batman games, yeah. the Arkham games. Now, granted, this is all two D. Right. No, I I, I follow that, but it's, also it's Mega Man, which the logical it, for game yeah. progression. Also, I just want to throw out there Mega Man because I mentioned a Kickstarter I'm getting involved in. Look up. Uh, I don't know when this is going to go out, but if it's in the next twenty days, look up Mighty Number no. Nine. The uh, oh yes, the the Mega Man game that's not Mega Man. It's it's they're not even trying to hide it. It's Mega Man, yeah. like by the creator of Mega Man who doesn't like Sega anymore or whatever. Whatever. Well, whatever, uh, Capcom. Makes, Capcom. Um, but uh, yeah, so basically, instead of like because Mega Man's name is Rock and the the girl's name is Roll, instead of Rock and Roll, it's Beck and Call. So and jazz it, is and stuff. Yeah, so anyway, but uh, you know, so all those two D style games. Look, Rogue Legacy takes that to the next level, where basically every time you die, you start over with a new castle. It is a completely different castle. So it's a procedurally generated roguelike. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and so yeah, that's why it's called Rogue Legacy. Dropping some knowledge. And, oh yeah, game of knowledge. <laughs> I just know how uh, complex we can go with the game of knowledge here. But uh, yeah, so basically, um, and the idea is that. You know, you have an heir every time, so it's your so kind child of like Infinity goes, Blade in some ways. Uh, yeah, a little bit story wise. Yeah, which they just announced Infinity Blade three, and I'm super excited because I, I like never, those games. Yeah, I really never played those. I don't play phone games. They're a lot of fun, except chess. But anyway, point being, like I have had to give up on Rogue Legacy because it is kicking my butt, and like the the general thing is online is like you never win, you just get a little bit better every time. And it's gotten to the point where I nope, I'm done. I was kind of like that with like the Binding of Isaac, which I played a lot for a couple yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah, and I yeah. kind of got like I feel like I've gotten as good as I can get, and that's not going to get me all the way yeah. through. I, I understand like, and there's also so many different endings. Like I got to a few of them, um, so that's a hard game to say. Like, did you complete it? Well, what's completing it exactly? You know? Yeah, exactly. But that kind of brings me back around to another thing I want to bring up. Is there a style of game that you're more likely to not finish? For me, it's horror games. I have a love-hate relationship with horror games. I love I the original Bioshock. So, uh, Fear, the original Fear is a lot of fun. Fear? I never thought Fear was very scary. Like, There's I have some moments. The they creep me out. Um, okay, I could say it's creepy. And though. I'm kind of the same with horror movies. Like, I like them, but they creep me out. And so, like, a horror video game, like, the story's gotta really be there and the gameplay's gotta really be there. So, a Bioshock, fine. Whereas a uh, Dead Souls, I got, like, two hours in, was like, the gameplay in this is dead. Dead Souls? Dead space. Uh, Dead space. Dead Space. Sorry, Dead Space. So with like Dead Space, I got a few hours and was like, story's interesting, but the gameplay is horrible. And you take like out one of those asteroid mission. I didn't even get the reason that far. I quit the game. But I, my word, it was asteroid. just it was like gameplay bad for me. I understand some people like it, just doesn't doesn't work yeah. for me. I don't know why my character has such severe scoliosis and moves so like he's got bowling balls for feet and can barely aim. <laughs> I need both of those pillars of story and gameplay for me to get through a horror game. Because otherwise, I get creeped out by them. I like that. I like that feeling. More so than video, for the movies, for some reason. Very few horror movies actually scare me. See, I But hate, video games I get more immersed in. I hate horror. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But Except for Cabin in the Woods. Which, which the two of you forced me to go to. But it was great. It, I that will admit it. horror. No, it's not really. There's some elements, but it's... There's a, a bloodbath. There is, but it's funny. Um, <laughs> it's people taking a bath in a tub of blood. Like More Elizabeth Bath- Bathory? What? History of reference? No? No, nope, okay. not a clue. 
So, I, I, I hate horror. But interestingly enough, I enjoyed Dead Space up until the Android mission, or the Asteroid mission, sorry, uh, where you had, basically, you had to shoot asteroids out of the space, and I couldn't do it, and I quit. Same with my manager. He and I both got to the same part of the game and just quit because we couldn't do it, and we got so frustrated. I actually liked that, and I think it was learning about myself that I liked skill in games, because Dead Space was a callback to Resident Evil games, just in the style of you aim to shoot, you know, stuff like that. Um, you, you can't move and shoot at the same time, or barely move and shoot at the same yeah, time. Yeah, exactly, you move slowly, you know. And, and for me, that's kind of what I don't like about it. It's an artificial horror, where... Okay, that's fair. Why is it scary? It's scary because, because we you, say so. Because you were terrible and you're hobbled, basically, and unable to do the things you'd be able to do in other games. You give me a horror game, but still make me a capable character in it. And I understand that the point of some of them is you are you're alone and you're you're a little girl, and so you don't have the abilities of like you know the exactly, yeah. muscle men or whatever in some video game. I, I understand that. I don't want to play it though. Like, I'm just running around from fake things. That's not appealing to me. It's just creepy. <laughs> no, I understand. I understand that. Not want to play Slender. Is it Slender? Slenderman. I've Slender. seen it played. And Oh, yeah. I, I Outlast got, or... Outlast, I have no interest in. I've had Amnesia. I've seen some people playing it where Amnesia. I played a little bit of Amnesia, and it was just like... The gameplay is... Per- it's, one of, it's another one of those where the gameplay is purposefully hobbled to make it scarier. Well, to me, that's a cheat... And the gameplay then doesn't become fun. It just becomes, oh, I've got to move my mouse in a strange way to open doors. Because my character doesn't understand how to open doors. That's not incapable. That is mind of a pre-child, you know. That is just... Yeah. And as I understand, your character is insane in the game. It doesn't matter. Insane people know how to open doors. Velociraptors know how to open doors. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Velociraptors. Clever girl. Clever girl. I love working that into things. Anyway, um... Shooter! Shooter! Jurassic World. Jurassic World. Yeah, announced today that they've officially retitled Jurassic Park for Jurassic World. We'll see if it actually happens this time, but I'm excited. I like Jurassic Park. Yeah, oh, I loved it. So, first movie I ever saw in theaters when I was three. Don't take your kids to see Jurassic Park in theaters when they're three. First movie I saw in theaters was Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. A movie that I haven't seen in a long time, but I think would probably still make me tear up at the end. Really? Yep. When Chance Comes Over the Hill... And you, and you see he's still alive, and he's reunited with the family. It gets me every time. Granted, it's been years, but every time I watch it, which is many times. You go back, you're like, I hate this dog. Why are we caring about him? No, Chance and Shadow and whatever the cat was named. <laughs> whatever the cat was named. Uh, see, now I want to go down to my tirade about... Uh, now, the sequel was terrible. Yes. And I want to go down my tirade about Milo and Otis. And, and the animal cruelty. And animal cruelty. Here, quick, throw that pug at that bear. See what happens. <laughs> I think the second movie I saw was the lo- the 1998 live-action Jungle Book. Oh, okay, yeah. I which know had some that. stuff that creeped me out as a kid, like the, the room filling with sand, which is now like one of the two things I actually find cool in the movie. Yeah. That's neat, and also the um, machete or whatever that splits in the three blades. That was Okay, cool. yeah. My problem with that was there was no dancing bear. <laughs> I was like, why am I watching this? I don't understand. I want the Disney Disney version, not the Disney version. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was the next? Then I saw, like... I wouldn't say it was the third movie I saw in theaters, but it was one of the first few was The Lost World Jurassic Park. Yeah. Which was awesome. Dude, I love that movie. And again, a lot of it was because of the age I saw that, but... Oh. And that's what everyone on the internet saying, like, bring back Jeff Goldblum, and uh, you'll, uh, you'll, uh, you'll have a movie. <laughs> what about you, Dave? What was the first movie you saw in theaters that you remember? first one I remember was the Power Rangers movie. Uh, really? I own that on DVD. Uh, I think I was there when you bought that. You were. Or I watched it the day you bought it. I Maybe was there when you bought it because you bought it at a thrift store. 
No, I thought I bought it you at bought uh, it Target. Target. Yeah, because it was. I was like, it's five dollars. You ooze, you lose. That movie is terrible. Is. Oh, so delightfully terrible. Well, you didn't say I'm like I. I was a fanboy. Like I, I'm a fanboy of a lot of things, but I was a fanboy of, of Power Rangers. Like even now, I have a sweatshirt and a T-shirt of the Green Ranger. Like I have the Dragon Dagger. Like. So I was a fanboy. So that was that was harking it back. And that just me. brings you back to like nineties nostalgia too. But I hate the nineties. The nineties were terrible. <laughs> it was neon and like from the neon to the air. It was and, terrible. And all the extreme sports. Like the movie starts with skydiving. It was like, like the eighties on track. Yes. Bomb jeans. The defining <laughs> thing to come out of the nineties in fashion was mom jeans. And they're coming back. Yeah, um, but they look good. Giant time. terrible hair. Mullet back and vests. I hate vests. I hate vests so much. I, there's not many things in this world I hate. Nineties fashion, I actively dislike. <laughs> what was the first Star Wars movie you saw in theaters? Mine would have been the episode reissue of, ep- of Episode Four, A New Hope, with the special edition. I saw that in theaters. My, mine. Was I'd seen one. Star Wars movies before that, but in theaters it was the first yeah, one. No, and I'm, was that ninety seven? Uh, I think I, I would have been ten if it was ninety seven. Or possibly nine, because I think it came out in May. The um, first one I saw in theaters was definitely uh, episode one. I haven't seen, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen any reissues of the old one of the of the later episodes in theaters. Yeah, neither have I. Nor do I care. To the see. only one I saw was the special edition of four. Um, I think I saw four, then six, then five. Or no, I saw four, then five, and I didn't see six till a couple years later. Okay. Granted, this is all like in that nine, ten, eleven age like, range. Oh, resolution! <laughs> and then uh, I saw all the prequels in theaters, and I presume to see any ones that come f- in, the, in the future in, in yeah. theaters. Have you ever seen the Ewok adventure? Or either of them, actually? Because there's two. The Ewok event. The, that should answer your question. As have you seen it? No! Have you seen the one with Wilford Brimley? Or have you seen the one that doesn't have Wilford Brimley? Because I've seen both of them, and they're both pretty Wilford terrible. Wilford Brimley? Wilford Brimley is in one of them. As I mean, a they all have character. the beatus? He wants to talk to you about Ewoks and diabetes. <laughs> you Ewoks have diabetes. You now these are my tests. Uh, and then they cook them alive. Have we rambled out this episode? We've rambled. I don't even know what to call this episode, because I don't know if we had a specific point. No. Ramblecast? No, I said my Chaney thing, right? So we got that. Yeah, your Chaney reference uh, in there. We got our wings plug in. Wings are awesome. Yeah. Specifically from the Piccalilly Inn in Shimong, New Jersey. There are other Piccalillys. They're not as good. And if you live in Jersey and ever want to buy us dinner, we'll go. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. I would leave my mother's bedside, hospital bedside. Okay, I was like, oh, where's this? Where's this? <laughs> I would going? get out of my mother's bed to have Piccalilly wings. <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't do the thing I said, or the, I wouldn't do well. The thing you said, I don't even want to venture into that kind of way. The thing yeah, I was about to say, this is getting do. weird. Can we just stop this? <laughs> but I, I do, I do love my mother. But I also really love piccalilli wings. <laughs> you are. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey, and I'm Dave from Jersey. Have a good week, everybody. This has been Jersey Shore. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at Jordan at LegionOfDudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at LegionOfDudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at Jordan F-R-M Jersey.